Good evening. Let's call to order the Planning Commission meeting of Monday, October 23rd, 2023 at 7 o'clock p.m. The city strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings. Sunnyvale prides itself on the rich diversity of our residents. We are committed to creating a culture of belonging where members of our diverse community feel included, safe, and respected. Before we get started, I'd like to remind participants of some procedural items for this meeting. During the meeting, remote participants will remain muted when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or comment, please use the raise hand feature. Speakers will be called upon to speak one at a time, and a random order voice vote will be administered by the recording officer for each vote. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the recording officer in person or use the raise hand feature online to request to speak. That's star nine on telephone. Location and teleconference meeting details are available on the agenda. Captions are available to viewers accessing this meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or hidden using the show captions button. Comments and matters not on the agenda must be submitted prior to the time I call the item for oral communications. Comments on, comments on agenda items must be submitted prior to the time I call that I close the public hearing on the agenda item. Speakers are requested to keep their comments no more than three minutes, and time limits will be strictly enforced. Guidelines are posted on the city's website and on the meeting agenda. Please join me in the salute to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Recording officer, may we please have the roll call? Commissioner Cerrone. Present. Vice Chair Glacius. Present. Chair Pine. Present. Commissioner Howard. Present. Commissioner Shukla. Present. We have five commissioners present, and the absences of Commissioner Davis and Commissioner Howe are excused. Thank you. Uh, that brings us to oral communications. Members of the public will now have an opportunity to address the Planning Commission on topics not listed on tonight's agenda. This section is limited to 15 minutes and may be extended or continued after the public hearings general business section of the agenda. Individuals are limited to one appearance with a maximum of up to three minutes per speaker. As a reminder to the public, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer, raise your digital hand now, or dial star nine on telephone if you wish to address the planning commission. I will call members of the public participating in person first, then the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the planning commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak and the timer will be displayed on the screen. Uh, do I, does anyone here want to speak under oral communications before we hear from remote speakers? If not, recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak under oral communications? We do not, Chair. Thank you. Uh, in that case, I will go ahead and close oral communications. Uh, that brings us to our consent calendar. I will go ahead and open public comment on consent calendar items. Members of the public wishing to address the planning commission, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer. Use the raise hand feature now or dial star nine on telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I will call upon members of the part public participating in person first, then the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the planning commission. Seekers will have three minutes to speak and the timer will be displayed on the screen. I have no in-person speaker cards on the consent calendar. Recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on the consent calendar? Uh, 
Not at this time, Chair. Thank you. I will close public comment and I will now ask for a motion from my colleagues. Commissioner Howard. I move the consent calendar, uh, approve the planning commission meeting minutes of October 9th, 2023. Thank you. Vice Chair Glacius. Second. Thank you. Our recording officer, please conduct a roll call vote. Commissioner Shukla. Yes. Commissioner Cerrone. Yes. Commissioner Howard. Aye. Chair yes. Pine. Yes. Vice Chair Glacius. Yes. The motion passes with five yeses and Commissioners Davis and Howe absent. Thank you. That brings us to public hearings general business section of our agenda. Our first item tonight is item 223-09094, request for continuance to November 13th, 2023, proposed project use permit to modify an existing wireless telecommunications facility monopole for dish wireless uh, at 1070 Stewart Drive. Is there a staff presentation? Uh, just a brief one. Um, again, this is to request to a continuance to November 13th. I just allow time for uh, noticing for the project. Thank you. Uh, are there any questions or questions uh, from my colleagues? I don't see any. I will go ahead and open the public hearing on this item. Members of the public wishing to address the Planning Commission, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer. Use the raise hand feature now or dial star nine on telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I would call upon members of the public participating in person first, and the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute when it is their turn to address the Planning Commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak, and the timer will be displayed on the screen. I have no in-person speaker cards on this item. Recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on this item? We do not, Chair. Thank you. Uh, I will now, I will go ahead and close the public hearing and I will now ask for discussion or motion from my colleagues. Vice Chair Glacius. Uh, I move to continue the Planning Commission hearing date to November 13th, 2023. Thank you, Commissioner Howard. Second. Thank you. Vice Chair, to your motion. Nothing further. Thank you. Uh, I see no other discussion on this motion. Uh, recording officer, please conduct a roll call vote. Chair Pine. Yes. Commissioner Howard. Yes. Commissioner Cerrone. Yes. Commissioner Shukla. Yes. Vice Chair Iglesias. Yes. The motion passes with five yeses and commissioners Davis and Howe absent. Thank you. Uh, and our uh, final public hearing item for tonight is item three, 23 Proposed project special development permit for the demolition of an existing two-story office building and a construction of a 29-unit seven-story apartment building. Location is 1202 Kiefer Road. Uh, the zoning is at Lawrence Station Area Plan Flexible Mixed Use 1. Is there a staff report? Yes. Good evening, commissioners. My name is Momo Ishijima. I'm the project planner. Uh, next slides, please. This project was uh, presented to you at a study session on September 25th. And uh, tonight we're here for you to consider the special development permit to demolish the existing two-story structure and the construction of the seven-story 29-unit apartment. Next slide, please. So uh, in order to orient you to the project site, this is on the northwest corner of the Costco parcel. Well, it's a separate parcel, but northwest of Costco Wholesale in Sunnyvale. Um, as you can see, the it's bounded by Lawrence Expressway and Kiefer Road. And there's a um, Lawrence Station 
road, loop road that goes um, south to the Caltrain station. North of Kiefer Road is City of Santa Clara on both sides of Lawrence Expressway and City of Sunnyvale on south side of Kiefer Road, both sides of Lawrence, um, Lawrence Expressway. The Lawrence Caltrain station and the Caltrain tracks are just at the bottom or the south end of this aerial view. And um, there's some industrial uses on both sides of the Sunnyvale side of the um, area with recent multifamily residential projects that have been approved. And across the street on the Santa Clara side is the Santa Clara's Lawrence Station Master Plan, which has uh, approved 988 residential units and about 40,000 square feet of commercial. Uh, next slide, please. This is a um, street view of the existing structure. It's like a triangular shaped um, office building. It's about 8,156 square feet, and it was built in 1984. There are some mature trees on the perimeter um, and also in front of the uh, building. Prior to this building it was that was constructed, it was a gas station. And um, the applicant is um, removing a majority of the trees, but there will be seven redwood trees saved in the front of the, um, of the building. Next slide, please. So the general plan land use designation is Lawrence Station Area Plan Transit Mixed Use, and the zoning is MXD1. Uh, which is the flexible mixed use one. And the applicant submitted an SB 330 preliminary application on October 4, 2021, prior to the effect date of the updated Lawrence Station Area Plan. That's the 2021 Lawrence Station Area Plan. So the project is reviewed under the 2016 LSAP standards, as well as fees that were applicable at that date. Next slide, please. This is a review of the site plan. So this is a kind of a regular shaped lot. It's um, narrow at the Kiefer Road frontage, and it flares out as it goes south. And um, the Proposed driveway access is going to be off of Lawrence Station Road on the south side, where it's very close to the existing driveway. There's another driveway right now off of Kiefer, but that will not be um, uh, in the proposed plan. The um, setbacks at the side and rear are about one foot six inches. And this was to enable the future Lawrence Expressway grade separation project. So the applicant worked with the proposed line of um, the future grade separation project that will also require Lawrence Station Road to be moved. So if you can move to the next slide, please. So 
I'm sorry, the red line is actually a little bit distorted in this, um, but you can kind of see uh, where the red line is supposed to depict um, the existing property line. And about 3,000 square feet will be um, dedicated for the future right-of-way dedication. So the applicant um, worked with that to move the project as close to the south and east property lines and still be able to try to make the density uh, requirement um, for the project. So please move on to the next slide. Um, so the ground floor, which, which were on the previous slides is um, basically the access into a podium garage. There will be a mechanical lift um, with one grade below grade. It's a four-story mechanical lift garage. And there was a lobby and um, leasing office. And uh, this is um, uh, this is a floor plan for the seventh floor. But each floor will have like a co-work space and a fitness studio, private patios, podium decks. There'll be lounges on each floor. And this, this floor on the seventh floor shows a pretty sizable roof patio. So the uniqueness of this project as um, was described in the study session is that it's 29 apartments, but they're mostly three bedrooms or four bedrooms. So it consists of five three bedroom units and 24 four bedroom units each bedroom is like a master bedroom. It has their own bathrooms. And um, it averages about 1,500 square feet per unit. And this was a, a design um, for, for the applicants targeting a certain sort of uh, market. And they will be able to explain that in their presentation. Uh, next slide, please. This is the view of the proposed structure as you would see it from Lawrence Expressway. So this side um, uses a lot of uh, fiber cement siding panels with a kind of a wood texture. And um, they were trying to incorporate um, some of the sort of the, uh, the organicness um, in, in this view. And um, on the ground floor, they have storefront windows, and there is definitely a defined base. You can see that there's a defined base, and then on the higher floors, the massing is broken down um, with some vertical articulation. There are some ceramic tile panels and um, glass railings at the roof and podium um, level outdoor spaces. The, um, the building is about 83 feet in height where 85 feet is permitted. Um, if you can move on to the next slide, please. So this is the view that you would see as you're coming down Kiefer heading towards Lawrence Expressway. So this is, um, you can see the, the fiber cement siding panels with the wood closer to Kaifer Road. And as you, as you move towards the south of the building, facing the Costco um, parking lot, they have um, like a stucco um, 
stucco and exterior that um, is articulated with different types of um, colors and vertical sort of indentations to break up the massing. And the ground floor area, that is where the um, mechanical lift is. So that's the area and they, they're using some kind of ceramic, oh, I mean, sorry, um, stucco with different colors to sort of break up that um, wall. Uh, next um, slide, please. This is the view, and similar view that we were looking at, but from the south side. So you can see this is the view that you would see from the Costco parking lot. Um, next slide, please. This is the view you would see as you are going north on Lorne Station Road. So you can see the entrance into the garage and the driveway there. Um, next slide, please. So this is a table that um, summarizes the list of waivers that they are seeking. So the project is providing four below market rate units, one very low income and three low income units. Um, and this qualifies for um, an unlimited number of waivers. So they are requesting a waiver for the front setback, which is six feet, five and a quarter inches where 15 feet is required. That's on the Lawrence Station Road side. There's a basically a pinch point, um, but the average is about 30 feet. And uh, the front setback at Kiefer Road is 10 feet, nine and a half inches, where 15 feet is required. That also averages to about 28 feet, where 20 feet is the average requirement. And then the side and the rear setback, um, it's a 10 foot requirement and that's being reduced to one foot, six inches on both the side and the rear. The minimum frontage landscape width, that also um, is equivalent to the waiver that the front setbacks are seeking. So the requirement's 15 and the um, their pinch points on both frontages. Um, let's see, there are no concessions and there's no parking reduction under the density bonus law. If you can please move on to the next slide. So um, again, um, there are six waivers requested due to physical constraints and staff is supportive of these. Um, the lot is a regular shape, but um, a lot of the reason falls on um, their accommodation of the future Lawrence Expressway grade separation project. So they've pushed the site plan or the building closer to the um, maximum extent possible to the south and east property lines to be able to um, uh, accommodate the future right-of-way. Next slide, please. 
So this is a slide um, that was added. It, we didn't share this at the study session, but uh, this is just an explanation how, how they're able to achieve the density. So under the LSAP, um, this uh, zoning allows for a maximum of 68 dwelling units per acre with an incentives program and density bonus. So the base density is 36 dwelling units per acre. And um, the LSAP incentive program, they were able to apply a couple of them to be able to get 13 points. One was the right-of-way easement. This is an irrevocable easement that they are providing for the future grade separation. And they have one level of below grade parking in the mechanical um, parking system. So that's three points. And they also have a TDM program beyond the requirements, um, which um, I, you can take a look at what the TDM program is, its at attachment um, in the staff report. And then on top of that, because they're pro providing uh, below market rate units, they're allowed up to 27.5% state density bonus. So um, all of that together, will allow them to achieve um, the 55 dwelling units per acre that they are proposing. They can actually add a little bit more units um, based on the calculation, but they're providing uh, 55 dwelling units per acre. Next slide, please. So there was a neighborhood outreach meeting on July 20th, and we had um, a couple of attendees who were supportive of the project. Um, and then we had um, a planning commission study session on September 25th. Uh, there were comments and questions received from the planning commissioners. One was um, to bring some material samples, and I, I believe the applicant has brought some samples um, today to share with you. There was a question related to the front frontage landscape average, and um, the applicant, um, when he did the calculation, he pointed out that the, that average is actually the same as the setback average um, because of the way we define um, landscape, and it, it includes driveways and walkways, so it, it came out to the same. And also, um, we've added a condition to protect the walls on the south and east side to um, from the um, vehicles that would be parked on the Costco parking lot to hit so as not to damage the uh, walls of the apartment um, building. So we've added a um, requirement to put some bollard protection. Um, next slide, please. So before... Um, before we, uh, sorry, before we um, um, came to the public hearing tonight, we received um, a comment from the applicant about um, condition EP2, and also we're adding another um, condition PES3 based on um, some comments we received from the Santa Clara Valley Water Dis District. So I have a. Um, physical copy of the modifications presented to you. And I, I believe the um, the clerk has provided an electronic copy as well. So on EP2, 
there was a requirement to submit a um, traffic signal plan with the offsite improvement plans. And that was um, struck out because there's no requirement for this project to upgrade the traffic signals at that intersection. So we struck out that um, phrase from the condition. And um, PS3 um, was a demolition of wells. Um, so that was a comment we received from the Santa Clara Valley Water District. There were a number of monitoring wells that were on site because of the um, past use of the site as a gasoline station. And the understanding was that nine, I think nine, nine of the wells had been um, demolished with a permit from the water district and the remediation on the site has been closed. But there seems to be a possibility that there may be three other wells that um, the water district was aware of. And it's not anywhere near, um, based on the diagram that we were provided, it's not near where the building would be placed. But as a part of the um, condition before they do any groundwork or get a building permit, um, they were gonna do another survey to see if there are any other wells. And if there is that the condition is that they need to get the proper permits from the water district to demolish it and that they would need to um, provide a copy of that to Sunnyvale staff. So those are two additional conditions and I don't have any modifications to the staff report. The applicant is here to um, provide a presentation as well. Staff's recommendation is alternative one to approve the project per the findings of um, in attachment three and conditions of approval with the modifications in attachment four. Thank you. Thank you for that presentation. Uh, a reminder to my colleagues, please use the raise hand button if you have any questions at this time. Uh, first up is Commissioner Cerrone. Uh, thank you, Chair. I just had a couple questions. One is, uh, and I may have asked about this last month, but there's no uh, environmental checklist, uh, unless I missed it, uh, 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 for this. Should we just assume that they meet the minimum reach codes, the minimum city codes with respect to environmental? Yes. So um, this project is being reviewed under the infill um, categorical exemption for CEQA, but it doesn't mean that they didn't provide all the necessary studies for staff to uh, review. And um, so there are multiple studies like phase one uh, environmental assessment or air quality, greenhouse gas emissions, noise, Arborist report, there are many studies that they provided, but in looking at that, um, it there was no nothing that was um, less than what that would be require further environmental uh, review. So we were able to apply the um, class 32 exemption and there is an attachment on the staff report that gives that findings. I think it's attachment five. It's not a full um, environmental checklist, like uh, like an initial study that we would have for a mitigated or you know um, negative declaration, but um, it summarizes the findings that we need to make for the class thirty two uh, exemption. Okay. 
Um, uh, and uh, thanks for the presentation on this. Um, um, a month ago, you know, in the study session, we talked about the parking. There's no um, guest parking, which I guess is not required. Uh, for that matter, uh, because it's so close to the train station, I'm not sure is any parking required at all. Well, um, under the 2016 LSAP parking standards, they actually um, exceed the requirement by two parking spaces. Right. Yeah. Two instead of 50. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they, they do have parking and they, uh, uh, so that's, I think, 110. Uh, bedrooms and 52 uh, parking spaces and uh, I get you know normally not having guest parking wouldn't necessarily be as much of an issue but there's kind of uh, no place else for anyone else to park except for uh, the Costco parking lot now, I, I was there on uh, a Sunday uh, and there, there were no no parking spaces there, but uh, not that you couldn't drive around and eventually get a parking space. But uh, do we uh, have any reason to think Costco would be happy with guests parking in their parking lot? Or they could put up a sign, right, saying no parking for this uh, complex? Yes, uh, well, we included a parking management plan to be um, submitted. so. We'll consider how guest parking can be addressed um, as part of this, um, you know, after the uh, project is approved. So that's something that will be done uh, in the future under, uh, I mean, what if they don't man manage it at all? Is there some kind of oversight or? Well, I mean, so we need to approve it first and then. Right. I mean, the TDM plans uh, end up going over to a public works traffic division. So they, they keep track of those. So there'll be points where we can uh, track counts and to see if everything's working. All right. That's all I have. Thanks. Thank you. Next up is Vice Chair Iglesias. Thank you, Chair. Um, thank you for the presentation. Um, first and only question is, uh, were there changes to the plan between the presentation at the study session and now? There's no change to the plans. Okay, thank yeah. you. Thank you. And I just had one question, uh, which was, uh, uh, is there any remediation concerns regarding the gas former gas station use because I, I like I know it was 40 years ago but I'm just there's a lot of stuff that comes that comes out of gas stations that I would not particularly want to be living on so I don't so just are there any and I, I know you mentioned briefly with the wells saying that at least from Valley Waters perspective the remediation process had finished however many years ago but i'm just i'm just are there basically is there any reason that i should be worried about that there still might be pollutants on site that might make it ha that might be hazardous for the residents so the um remediation um closure was actually uh that information was provided by our fire prevention hazmat team 
which um, works with the um, agencies to be able to monitor these things. So that that they they were the ones that um, told us that it has been closed. However, there is a um, condition that was added. Um, this is BP twenty nine, which is uh, hazardous materials mitigation. And uh, vapor assessment is required for the site. And um, if it's necessary, they will have to provide uh, a vapor barrier on the site before they can um, construct on it. Okay. Uh, did did has did hazmat mention when the remediation had been pro had been completed or? I'm sorry. When or? Yeah. I I don't remember. Okay. I. Not not super important. I was just curious if you if you, if you had. I was curious, but that that does answer my question. Thank you, uh, Vice Chair. Did you have something? Thank you, Chair. Uh, actually, one other question with respect to the low and very low income uh, units. Um, given the fact that this property is going to be a rental only unit, and given the fact that it's also going to be dormitory style, where one unit could have four effectively strangers living together. Um, how does that, how do we consider that with respect to like the additional bonuses that come with that and, and meeting the requirements for low and very low income residents? So the, um, the, the persons that would be in the below market rate units, um, they will be managed by the city housing division. So I think there is a process in which they would evaluate their um, income and um, if there's some type of a change that happens, I, I think they will have to work with, with that, you know, to be able to find uh, another occupant to share the site. Um, I don't know the particulars, but um, it's not just based on the applicant's uh, leasing um, department. They will work together with our housing division. They, I believe, carry a list of potential you know, tenants. And I think they'll have to work with who is eligible, who is willing to share the unit with others, I, I believe. But I think this is kind of a new situation. So it'll be, you know, we'll have to work with the housing division to see how they'll manage that. Thank you. That, that was mostly for my own education, given the fact that this is an innovative idea. Um, I was just curious, you know, like normally it would be possibly one person or one family on a lease. Right. But given the fact, I don't know if that means it would ultimately be like four leases or if it would. So I, I do think it matters. Um, I'm not sure that we're necessarily the right venue for it, but I am curious how it would work because it it would be obviously a travesty if um, if it if it wasn't effective and it, and it didn't meet its purpose. So that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I see no other commissioner questions, so I'll go ahead and uh, open the public hearing on this item. Uh, we, there is one applicant. Uh, Ten minutes is provided at the beginning of the public hearing to address the Planning Commission, along with five minutes at the end of the pu public hearing uh, to, to close and respond to any other comments from members of the public. Is there an applicant presentation? All right. Um, can everyone hear me? Great. Thank you. 
Uh, good evening, commissioners. Thanks for having us back again. And Commissioner Howard, nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Hawaii Lei with Studio T-Square. We're the office that's uh, preparing this uh, project in front of you today. We also are working on two other projects in the Lawrence Station area. One's the Astor Avenue project that's under construction. And then the other one is the 1178 Sonora Court with Midpen uh, affordable housing that's actually just finished plan check and should be in construction fairly shortly. So we're pretty excited to <clears throat> be here tonight and hopefully take this project to the next step and have another project in the Lawrence Station area. And before I start, I wanna also say thank you to Momo and her entire team for helping us navigate this whole process. It's you know been a long journey, almost four years in counting. Uh, most of it is to navigate the, the land dedication to the county for the great separation, having done multiple site plan layouts. And finally, um, in front of you, hopefully that's the uh, reflection of the hard work that everyone's put in, the countless hours that we put in um, to, to bring this to you tonight. Uh, next slide, please. <clears throat> As mentioned, this site is on the corner of Lawrence and Kiefer, and it felt it's a really important um, site for us because it's a, it's a key intersection. In, in a way, it forms a gateway between Santa Clara and Sunnyvale. And with the proximity of transit and the location, we felt it was a really unique opportunity to have a um, new housing type that serves a function where a lot of young professionals who cannot afford their own apartments can afford to rent a room and their own bathrooms without having to find themselves in the traditional uh, apartment unit where they're having to share different bathrooms with different uh, roommates. And in a way it's fitting because this site is rather unique and allows us to kind of create this niche product in a more boutique design opportunity. Next, please. And a little bit about the site plan also, um, in addition to carving out a good portion of the site for the uh, land dedication, we're also preserving the grove of redwood trees at the corner of Kiefer and Lawrence Station Road. And this really gave the project a more organic edge, kind of nestled its way around the trees and then working its way down Lawrence Station Road, as opposed to a more typical site where we would just have the urge to infill the entire site. And in a way, um, it gave us some opportunities that we'll see in a little bit. And having said that, we're still uh, adhering to a lot of the good planning practices about putting active uses along the street, and trying to minimize the number of entries, particular entries in, in and out of the site. And so to this, we're trying to utilize the existing driveway location for our own um, development here. Next, please. And so you can see on the site plan, uh, on the second floor, we have a courtyard. Uh, it may be a little hard to see here, but there's a courtyard where that um, pinch point of Warren Station Road starts to bellow out uh, and widen the site. That, that's where we actually push the site, uh, the building back to create a podium courtyard. And then further uh, up the building on the top floor, we also plan to drop a unit and create the uh, roof deck in its, in, its, uh, in its place. And so in a minute, you'll see in the rendering how that those two moves really create a different approach to the street edge than you'd norm normally see in another project. Uh, next, please. So here again is the um, view from Kiefer and Lawrence Station Road. As you can see, I mentioned on the third floor, uh, we have a courtyard that's essentially creating a step back from the street edge. So it's not as imposing as you come from that intersection. 
And then as you look down the elevation on the top floor, we also, again, removed a unit to create the roof deck. And that gives, a, uh, gives the building a step back. Um, and so that mass that's clad in the wood um, siding appears to nestle its way around the white mass. And as it steps down, it gives a peak of, of that white mass. So that intertwine, um, the, the way that the mass is intertwined is a little bit different than how you normally see a street edge, a seven-story building. Um, also, you could see the redwood trees being um, presented here at the corner. We situated tower around the trees versus trying to create this really prominent tower element. And so I think that this was a way for us to acknowledge that the trees are there. The way we use our materials are also a way to acknowledge that the trees are there too. Uh, next slide, please. And along the backside, uh, we utilize a really different floor plan than other units uh, that you would see on the marketplace. So by prioritizing the bedrooms, um, it gave us a different layout on the unit plan and it allowed us to utilize these really deep recesses at the balconies versus the shallow ones you see at typical apartment projects that are normally two, three feet back. Here it's five to eight feet uh, of recess. And the effect is really deep carve outs where each individual element really stands on its own. And then we accentuate that by different providing different colors, different roof forms and different um, accoutrements on the outside with sunscreens and balcony decks. Uh, next, please. And then here's a kind of summary of the different materials that we are proposing. And as discussed last time, I did bring along with me uh, the two different samples. One is a more wood-like appearance, the siding that we're using on the main building. And then the second one is a concrete-like tile that we're using on the ground floor entry. May I hand these to you now? Sure. So I think that's the uh, the end of the presentation. I think I'm happy to answer any questions you have now or uh, until after the comments. Uh, thank you. And yeah, this would be the appropriate time for commissioner questions. Uh, first up is Commissioner Howard. Not a quick, hi, uh, not a question, just a, a quick uh, feedback as, as somebody who could conceivably, I'm already married and stuff, but I'm interested in this this housing type. Uh, the bike room, it seems kind of small, which is pr probably okay, mm -hmm. but it might be nice if there was an easy way to, to, to bring the bike in through the lobby into the bike room instead of having to go through the garage. Just feedback. Uh, mm -hmm. Otherwise, I think this looks very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next up is Vice Chair Glacius. Thank you, Chair. Um, with respect to the storage that's in on the interior of the building, is that for the different, is that like rentable by the apartments? Uh, those are the required storage for Sunnyvale. Okay. Um, each unit, I think on the larger units, you have 300 cubic foot requirement. Okay. Yeah. I was, well, I was going to say, it's, it, I think it's fantastic as someone, I mean, if there are people that are coming in, especially um, they have their bedroom, but then if there's also this other space where they can keep their stuff, I think that's great. That's all. Thank you. Uh, next up is Commissioner Shukla. So, uh, um, it's like not a question, but like, why did you add the construction time for your schedule? 
is that like uh, is are you going to follow that it says you will finish it in 20 weeks 80 weeks or something so is it like required by Sunnyvale or just you want to finish it under two years or something I think that was actually a um, part of a construction noise study, I believe, Okay. to demonstrate at which point of the construction process certain activities may happen. And so that was really our best estimate based on comparable project sizes and types that it was about an 18 to 20 month process. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I had a couple of questions. Uh, I was originally going to ask if there's any way to if there was any like process improvements that you you'd suggest that you'd suggest for the city just because four years just sounds like an awful lot of time but you may it sound like a lot of that was dealing with county stuff so I don't know that this that the city can improve with on that so much uh the but the question I had was uh, but the big question I had was we received a letter from a member of the public regarding uh regarding the tree scaling and i was just wondering if you had any uh responses to how well not 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 so much as the existing trees but the new trees that were proposed to be planted how how you think that's kind of going to scale with the seven story building yes so i think with any trees um you would as you see in the new construction at the beginning stages they're always out of scale right that that's just the reality of being able to place trees on a crane out to a building. But generally, the idea is in a five to 10 year period, they would essentially get to mature scale. And what, and just height-wise, what would that be kind of related vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the building? Uh, you know, that's unfortunately, I'm not a landscape architect, so I, I'm not able to give you a better answer than than that. I mean, anyone else from your team is welcome to comment at this time. Okay. Uh, I don't see any other commissioner questions, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will go to members of the, I will go to general members of the public. Uh, I have no speaker cards on this item so is anybody else in the room interested on in speaking on this agenda item before we hear from remote speakers if not uh i will our recording officer do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on this item we do not chair thank you uh in that case we will go back to the applicant. You have five minutes at the end of the hearing uh, to make any closing remarks that you wish. Thank you, Commissioner Pine. Um, I just want to say, you know, I asked about the process earlier, and I think it has been a long process, but to your point, it was largely working with the county and really an unusual process for myself, also speaking uh, as an architect to have to design a site for two different contexts, uh, current context and unforeseen, unknown future, you know, date. And I just want to say for Momo and her entire team, they've made it um, possible for this to be here today. I, I think as even as we're going through different iterations of the site plan, at no point do we feel this was not an achievable outcome. You know, with, with her guidance, uh, it was really um, appreciate that you know, they made us feel like the city is helping us, willing to help us make this happen. So I don't know if there's anything to be done to that, but I did want to make sure I point out how helpful the planning staff has been 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't have any other, I don't see any commissioner hands, so I will go ahead and close the public hearing. And I will now ask for discussion or motion from my colleagues. Vice Chair Glacius. Thank you, Chair. Um, I plan on supporting this. I'm not making a motion yet. I'm just socializing something that I think that the, the space is very limited. Um, I think that it's very innovative that the product that's being proposed, I think it'll give us in the city an opportunity to learn uh, more about the needs of that type of building and that community in the future. Um, I, I am hesitant about the limited parking, but I also don't really necessarily think that we're going to find a perfect answer for everything. So I, I think the right answer would be moving forward with what's what's been hard earned. And I think it's I think it's a beautiful project. And I think it'll add well to the community. Uh, thank you, uh, Mama. Um, I just wanted to clarify Commissioner Cerrone's question about the guest parking. So um, I checked our conditions of approval and we don't have a parking maintenance plan requirement. Um, we do have AT6 and AT12 in the conditions of approval, and that's more about the maintenance of parking as well as the maintenance of the mechanical parking structure. So um, in, um, and uh, the um, city attorney has pointed out to me that um, there is no um, requirement as of January 1st, you alluded to this before, for the AB 20, 2097 that passed in January of this year. Um, and this project is within quarter mile of um, transit. So um, we are not um, going to require any, uh, I guess, parking spaces or increase in parking than what they're already uh, requiring. But um, if you have any um, comments about sort of you know, how they should operate. Um, I'm sure you can um, include that, but um, I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Shukla. Yeah, I just, I'm going to add with my fellow commissioner that it's a very good project. I'm going to support this project. And also I think it's a innovative in terms of planning, uh, uh, providing the bedroom community, but also um, parking. Um, that is kind of uh, the lift, lift uh, the the city lift, uh, the new innovate, innovation in mechanical use in the parking structure. So that is great. And the second, third one is that um, I know that parking is a problem, but this is close to the station and maybe this will encourage or it may help change behavior pattern of the young generations and maybe they may not have car so i'm i think it's kind of a very uh, good project to see what happens but i would be supporting the project but thank you thank you uh does anybody have uh commissioner howard uh, Commissioner Howard is planning to support the motion. Uh, just in terms, the chair would advise that there is not, in fact, a motion on the table. Yeah, that uh, wouldn't like somebody to make. One. I would be happy to make the motion if you uh, yeah, make motion and then comment. Yes, please. Let's do it. I I move the staff recommendation alternative one approve the special development permit with the recommended findings attachment three conditions of approval attachment four, and the modified conditions of approval as uh, posted uh, before the meeting. Thank you. Uh, sorry, we need I a, get second. a second. 
Uh, Commissioner Stoney. Uh, second. Thank you, Commissioner Howard. To your motion. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good project. Everybody has nice things to say about it. I just figured I'd pile on about the parking. Um, the TEM here, I think it, it looks like they would need something like three or four points, uh, maybe five. I don't know. And then over here in the actual TDM scoring, they've got like something around 30. So they're they're kind of like five to one. It's right on the Caltrain and it's a quarter mile from two bus, uh, two, two different bus lines. You can get over to BART. Um, there's pretty good bicycling in this area. So worrying too much about parking as many cars as possible, that's a last century concern in my opinion. Uh, I'm happy to support this project. Thank you. And I saw staff hands pop up. So sorry about that, commissioners. Um, we do actually want to add one additional condition in, which would be for the parking management plan of just the uh, residence um, management, in addition to the other AT ones that Momo had mentioned to deal with the mechanical parking. Uh, it's just a standard condition that we uh, keep in our templates. I, I have no objection if the candidate, if the applicant has no objection. The chair would just observe for the record that the applicant nodded. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chairman. The, the maker of the motion supports that. Rosworth. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Cerrone. Yeah, uh, well, I'll be supporting supporting the motion as we discussed last month this is a very, a very innovative and uh, a creative way to to make use of a difficult corner uh, it's uh there's a lot of good things about it um uh, uh and again the the parking was the only concern uh not that uh, uh you necessarily uh you know, we certainly want to encourage people to use other modes of transportation, uh, but uh, I, I've kind of had the feeling that uh, they're counting on the people being able to slip into Costco uh, parking lot and nobody notices. And uh, so a, a parking management uh, a plan would uh, would help that. And it seems like there are, there are ways to deal with that, that there there is some parking around there. And it wouldn't bother me if guest parking had to walk a block or two or whatever it is to get to it, but it just seems like there ought to be uh, a, a way to uh, deal with people uh, who, because there's bound to be people who come to visit and just to uh, say, well, you know, we'll figure it out somehow. Uh, doesn't seem like a great plan, but it, it's certainly not enough of a concern to uh, uh, to not approve this uh, project, which is uh, a, a great improvement for the area. It fits in with the other housing projects that are going in. Uh, it's right by transit. So uh, all of that is uh, very positive. And the, uh, and the, the way the bedrooms are used uh, with the, each with a separate uh, bath, uh very uh good idea that it addresses how we live nowadays uh, so uh, i'll uh, certainly be supporting this uh, this motion thank you thank you and i'll be supporting this motion uh there this is this is an innovative project and it's 
great to see innovative projects in Sunnyvale. Uh, I really like, I, I just really like the concept for this, for having the three, the three bedroom, the four bedroom, the, the, just this, this entire setup, I think it will work very well for, for the target audience that's being aimed at here. I think that I would have liked that I would have honestly liked if there had been some way to move the project maybe a little closer to the road so we could have preserved some of those trees in the back. I recognize that due to the great separation project whenever that happens, but you know, I recognize that due to county considerations, that's impossible. So I'm not going to, I'm going to be a little sad about it, but I'm not going to be <laughs> particularly upset, but it's not, it's not the applicant's fault. It's that it's not, and it's, it would not be fixable without drastically reducing the number of units, reducing the number of beds. And it's, and it, and that is, and it is weird because as I think I mentioned at the study session, a lot of times we do talk about this in terms of units and we're just looking at 29 units. Oh, that's not that many units, but we're talking at 111 beds that, and that's, all, that's quite a lot of people. That's that in a site that's not very large, frankly, and it's weird kind of corner, regularly shaped lot. This it's a very good use of this site, and I'm look and I'm looking forward to see it develop. Uh, was there a staff comment? Yes, I'm sorry. Um, so we have the language for the parking management plan conditions, and I wanted to provide that to you for the record. So this is a kind of standard template language that we have. Um, parking Manage Plan for, uh, I'm sorry, a multifamily project. A Parking Manage Plan is subject to review and approval by the Director of Community Development prior to issuance of a building permit. The Parking Management Plan shall include the following. A, a clear definition of guest as proposed by the property manager and subject to review and approval by the Director of Community Development. The property manager may specify that 25% to 75% of unassigned spaces be reserved for guest use. C, clearly indicate that unassigned spaces cannot be rented or reserved for a specific resident and will be available for parking on a first-come, first-served basis without a fee or charge. D, tenant shall use their assigned parking spaces prior to using unassigned parking spaces. E, prohibit tenants from parking RVs and trailers or boats in assigned spaces. F, notify potential residents that number of parking spaces provide for each unit on site as per the approved plans. So um, that's the standard language we'll work with the situation that the project provides in terms of the number of units um, versus the number of parking spaces. Thank you. Thank you. And the chair would just like to, uh, well, the chair is going to finish up first and then go to a cup and then take a couple formal things. Uh, yeah, the chair would also note that uh, one of the findings that for the special development permit is that it attains the objective purpose and purpose of, of the LSEP, Lawrence Station Area Plan. And those purposes are trying to get more housing, more people in next to transit in an currently underserved but quite transit friendly part. And I can very enthusiastically make that finding and I can make the other 
special development permit findings as well. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, Commissioner Howard. Thank you, Chair. I just had a quick comment piggybacking on uh, Commissioner Cerrone's comment about parking maybe a, a little far, a little ways away. Uh, Lawrence Caltrain has 122 paid spaces, and I would actually consider it not a bad thing if uh, President kind of kind of came in the, in the evening, was or if a guest was visiting in the evening, they parked out at the Caltrain station and they paid Caltrain. Caltrain could end up getting extra revenue off these spaces that which are normally intended to be leased out during the day. But if somebody leases them in the evening to do a residential visit, that's more money for the railroad. So just saying there are options out there besides uh, abusing Costco. Thank, Thank you. you. Commissioner Shukla. I also have some idea of like, I mean, not idea, but there are like my parents live in an apartment. They don't drive the car. They have one parking spot which is assigned to them. And we we have, like we guest, we always have the parking. So I think people, I've, I've visited the crowded apartment places and uh, people run around. And, you know, I think it's like they all manage it um, because there are a lot of people who don't drive the car because the age group. But anyway, this is just, um, I'm hoping that it's all will work out and this becomes successful. That I'm just, I just gave this idea of, so parking could be solvable. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, uh, rec recording officer, could you please conduct a roll call vote? Vice Chair Iglesias? Yes. Commissioner Shukla? Yes. Commissioner Howard? Yes. Commissioner Cerrone? Yes. Chair Pine? Yes. The motion passes with five yeses and Commissioners Davis and Howe absent. Thank you. And what is the fate of the project? Uh, the decision is final unless it's appealed to City Council within 15 days. Thank you. Congratulations. Okay, so that brings us to st to standing item consideration of potential studies. <laughs> yep. That brings us to standing item consideration of potential study issues. This is information only. Non-agenda items and comments. This portion of the agenda is for all reports announcements like commissioners and or staff to share information. Uh, commissioner comments. Uh, reminder to my colleagues, please use the raise hand button if you wish to speak. Do commissioners have any non-agenda items or comments? Seeing none. Uh, planning officer, do you have any non-agenda items or comments? Uh, yes. Um... We have two items. One is the uh, Fair Political Practices Commission is offering a free webinar. Uh, that'll be Wednesday, November 1st. Um, the city clerk uh, can provide a link via email uh, if you guys didn't already receive that. And then just also, uh, just for your information, uh, the 1150 and 1170 Kuiper Road project uh, that went on October 9th was appealed by the, uh, uh, the union. Uh, so we haven't scheduled that for city council yet, but it'll be going to them. Okay, thank you. Uh, that brings us to adjournment. Uh, this meeting of the Sunnyvale Planning Commission is adjourned at 8.03 p.m. And I want to thank everyone for your participation in tonight's meeting.